Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Headline I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. I'm paranoid, sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Cali Casey, Mike Hard, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands for the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, and this next segment, first segment of the second hour, is going to be sponsored by Stephen Reese Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. He is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find you the cheapest rate out there for auto, home, or life insurance, or rent insurance as well. That's because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. All right. So without further ado, for the second time on this show, we're going to be joined here right now by Chip Brown of Horns 247. How you doing this afternoon, Chip? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much, man. Nothing much, man. I hear the excitement in your voice for this big robbery week, man. It's a big game. Uh, now, Chip, when we had you in here last time before doing the preview for the season, I told you that I felt that OU and that early AP – look, I don't put a lot of stock in early AP ratings. It's all rankings. It's all about the committee and the first rankings that come out right around Halloween or after, whenever they do. But I felt they were getting a little bit too much love because the – quarterback position i didn't know so is it safe to say am, am, am i over exaggerating if i say that i feel this is lincoln riley's weakest team going into since he's been there going into this red river game am i over exaggerating but now i know that all robberies and games you throw that out a window because guys heighten up things get a little bit more attention to detail but let's keep it honest man this is if this is one of those teams Lincoln's bringing in that hasn't really matched, especially offensively, like his previous teams. Yeah, I mean, I think they have some flaws, and I think they have flaws on the offensive line. They they have not been able to replace their all Big Twelve center Creed Humphrey, who's now playing for the Chiefs. Um, you know, they've had two different guys start there, and and neither one has been overly impressive. And if you're not Strong in the middle of your offensive line, it's going to be hard to run, and they've struggled to run the football. And mm. last week, the OU offensive line had seven penalties just mm. on the offensive line. Six of them were on the right side of the line, and that's supposed to be the strength of the OU O-line. I mean, I think Kennedy Brooks is a good back. I think Eric Gray, the Tennessee transfer, is a good back. I think Spencer Rattler is legit. He's completing 76.2% of his passes. but and, and the receivers are good, but if no one respects your running game, your, you know, Lincoln Riley's offense is built on play action and RPO. If no one, ex- no one respects your running game, then no one's going to respect the play action or the RPO. So hmm. it's, been, it's been more of a struggle um, on offense for sure. 
We're talking to my boy C. Breezy, Chip Brown, staff writer for Horns 24-7. Chip, you and I were on the call this this afternoon with uh, Coach Sark, and one of the things that stood out to me was he was asked a question about Arkansas, and he said, you know, I appreciate you guys keep bringing that up because it's giving my team a bad taste in its mouth, and it's also giving me a bad t- uh, taste in my mouth. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Coach Pierce when he was talking about what happened in Arlington and how they were using that as motivation. Do you see that as a motivating factor um, for Coach Sark and the team for not going back to that situation that was utterly embarrassing, to be quite honest with you? Well, he's always got that in his pocket to humble his players. Right. And and honestly, he's got he's got a lot of aspects to the TCU game last week to humble <laughs> his players. I mean, right. Xavier Worthy clearly read all of his press clippings after that three touchdown performance against Texas Tech because he dropped everything. Right. Last week. And, you know, I expect him to have a, a bounce-back type game because I think that kid's uh, – you know, I think he's a gritty, tough um, player who wants to be great. And and then you, you know, you look at the quarterback stabilization for Texas since the Arkansas game, and people are like, oh, Casey Thompson was terrible last week against TCU. Well – he had receivers dropping balls. Yep. Uh, TCU's defense was fired up. And and then, you know, he's one of five passing on third down. It's looking terrible. But then he converts those two third downs with his legs on the 12-play drive to the touchdown pass he threw to Jordan Whittington that proved to be the, the game-winning points. So, to me, that was a huge step forward, not only for Casey Thompson – to show that he he can close and he can finish a game, but for this football team because that's the kind of game that Texas has been losing the last Correct. you know few years. So um, you know I expect Texas to be uh, you know a cleaner looking team against OU. They're going to have to be if they want to win it. Uh, you know, Chip, I know I know you pay you cover you know the Longhorns. That's obvious, but I know you pay attention a lot to the whole landscape of the Big Twelve. So my question to you is, you know, you know, I've got this West Virginia and Baylor game on my radar. You know, there's Oklahoma State out there that are still you know getting W's. But what do you what is the chances you think that this is one of these situations between these two teams, speaking of Texas and OU, that this is a two part series this year that we see them now and then you look at the opportunities of having to repeat this game in the Big Twelve championship. Well, I think it's I think it's it's like you know it's very likely um, because I think they're probably the two most talented teams. I think we're seeing Texas is getting coached um, this year. I mean, Texas Tech went out and beat West Virginia last week in Morgantown. That's an impressive win. I mean, mm-hmm. West Virginia's defense is legit, and West Virginia should only get better. Now Tech is four and one. Uh, so that seventy to thirty-five win looks a little better, and and you know less like a a, a beating of a of a doormat team. True. But bottom line <laughs> is, this is a week-to-week proposition for Texas. I mean, let's say they find a way to beat OU. Suddenly, that Oklahoma State game is is a monster because it'll be your seventh straight week without a bye, and and Oklahoma State is undefeated and and we know Mike Gundy has got some 
same kind of trait as Gary Patterson. He he thrives off of beating Texas, and and so you know Texas has got to show week in and week out that they can improve and handle success. I mean, this program, it's crazy how one or two wins and everybody's ready to, you know, throw the crown on them. And, and then they, you know, then there's a banana in the tailpipe. So it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, they've got to, they've got to become more mature, handle success. And, uh, and we'll see if they can do that this week. I think that's the big question that needs to be answered. Hmm. We're talking to my man Chip Brown uh, of Horns 247. Chip, you wrote an article uh, this week talking about Casey Thompson, the situation with him and how things uh, came up, came about where he came to Texas. Obviously, his father was a quarterback at OU. And obviously, you and I have talked to Charles Thompson about Casey and what's the expectations. But when you sit here and you look at it now, the moment's here. Casey's taking on Oklahoma. Kid's got to be a little fired up for this one, doesn't he? Because all his teachers said they weren't going to cheer for him. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, he said he had friends and teachers say, if you go to Texas, we'll never cheer for you. But, you know, this is a tricky game for Casey Thompson because – you can want this game too much. I remember Baker Mayfield running out in his first um, Texas OU game with his horns down, and Malik Jefferson, you know, put him in the turf, and and Texas ended up winning that game with Gerard Hurd at quarterback, and and Baker did not have the kind of game he wanted. He did the next couple of years, but you can get too pumped up for this game, and. And and it's hard to breathe. I mean, the right. players all talk about it. So mm-hmm. he's got to hell. We talk about it because we can't breathe either, right? <laughs> I mean, so I I think this is a really good test of Casey Thompson's maturity. He's been he's been on the sideline of this game. He's been waiting for this opportunity. He just needs to, you know, dial in on the game plan, rely on all that film study, and not get swept up in the in the chatter between players or, you know, people trying to shove him close to the whistle. You know, he's just got to stay about the business. Uh, let me ask you this, Chip, before we get you out of here, man. Let's say the committee's calling you up and said, hey, Chip, man, we need you to take time out. We need to get your first bet, your best four teams right now. This is the first time we're going to release our top five, four playoff spots. Who are your top four teams right now going into this week as we get past the first quarter, going into the second quarter of the season? Who's your top four teams in the country right now? Well, one and two are easy. Um, <laughs> you know, it might be Georgia, Alabama, but we, we'll, we'll give Alabama the benefit of the doubt. Alabama, Georgia. Hmm. And then, you know, if you're looking at just best wins right now, I think you have to put Iowa up there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even, I hate to say this because, you know, my SMU Mustangs are undefeated, but you know, you might you might put Cincinnati in there just because of what they did wow. at Notre Dame. Now Notre Dame to me isn't isn't what they have been, so I'm a little hesitant to do that. But you know, I'll give I'll give Cincinnati some love right now. Hey, not too bad, not too bad. I like that Iowa. I've, I've been on Iowa all season. I think they're legit. It's a monster game this weekend between them and Penn State. But you giving Cincinnati some love, man, in that four spot. That's I, I, like I hear it. that. I like I it. Hear that. And really, the winner, 
the winner of the Iowa Penn State game mm-hmm. uh, is in for sure. I mean, okay. Penn State, you could argue, should be in there too, right. right now in the top four. So that will that will eliminate one of those two. Hmm. All right, man, Chip. Well, I appreciate you checking in with this man, and uh, you know, I know you're heading out there this weekend to check out the game. So be yeah, safe, be man, safe, and uh, we'll see how this one plays out. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Okay. All right, All right Chip. Chip, two, four, seven horns. There you go. Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that 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 four there. And I have no problem. I, I'd, I'd put Georgia, because of their defense, I'm a defense guy. I put them ahead of Alabama. I think they look better than them as a complete of what it takes, you know, to do that. But I definitely would put them on an interesting trip to O'Hare, though, this weekend against Auburn. And I'm going to keep them off the field tonight. Uh, yeah, they got a – that's a big one with Arvin, man, coming with Georgia coming in. So that definitely would take a look at that one. But anyway, 736-976, we get back, we'll get to Drew's phone call. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studio. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Hard. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Scott Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. Keep in mind, Cover 3 has locations in Austin and here in San Antonio. What else can you tell us about Cover 3 today, Harge? It's Thursday night football. Make sure you get out there and check out the football game. You can have a happy hour, 4 to 7. And just make sure when you go in there, understand that these people have been working hard for you. So make sure you take care of them. Get over to Cover 3, wherever you're in San Antonio, Austin, or the surrounding areas in Round Rock. Make sure you swing by. Great people, a lot of fun. There you go. Cover 3, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Speaking of Thursday night, yeah, there's a big game in the NFC West that we got to get to. We'll get to that. But before we start that, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Drew. Drew, you on the Sports Grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Drew? Hey, Calvin. You're like the voice of reason for the last few years and what's going on. We have one. I don't live there anymore. I live in the Houston area, but I lived there for a long time. One major league team in all of the Bear County. It's the Spurs, right? You can't talk a lot about them because the information and the access you get is like Pyongyang, right? I mean, it's not like – I mean, you can get like, uh, you know, Dallas Cowboy people. You can get the owner to come on various shows, but it's like radio silent. They call it, you know, CIA pop, whatever it is. So we're in this rebuild stage, and I'm, you know, anxiously trying to watch this, this rookie, Josh Primo, who's been showing out in summer league, been showing out in his first game. But Pop has to see what we have in Brent Forge. It gives him 20 minutes. Pop has to play Thaddeus Young instead of Lucas Somnick minutes because, my God, we can't tell what Thad has for the last 14 years of his NBA career. Meanwhile, play people like Paul Lachevsky in Oklahoma get all the minutes they want. I call him the Marfan Syndrome demigod. When I think that people like Primo, Primo knows he's better than than, than Bryn Forbes. I think Luca can stand next to Paul Wachewski and say, I'm probably better than that guy, but we get no minutes. And is this a saying where Pop says, yeah, we're going to be rebuilding, but is he really more interested in getting the all-time wins? Huh. I mean, what are we doing here? If there's nothing building. That tells us nothing. Giving minutes to people like Bryn Forbes and Thaddeus Young in his 15th year 
tells us does nothing for the future of the team. And at this point, I'm like, Pop is not doing anything for the future of this team. And we got to turn the page. He was a great coach. He was. He did his got his little gold medal. Fine. He's not the future, and his ideas are not the future. And you're the only guy. And this thing, and and Hodge would know. Hodge was a great baseball player. He got at bats in the minor leagues. There's no minor leagues here. At bats. At bats is what you need. Minutes. Not seeing these old dudes and people he's called just like Reddick, just like Curry, he says about Brent Forbes. I am sick of it, Calvin. All right, Drew. All right, man. Love your passion. Uh, you know, there's also comes a responsibility of being that only voice for the people in the silent majority. And with that responsibility, Drew, we're talking preseason for one, two preseason games, okay? Uh, look, I understand the narrative that's been there with Pop because I've shared it to the light when we talk about who's taking a trip to Austin, who's going to be put in Austin, are they going to get the chance to get called up? But I think this situation right now is, we're, and I can't judge this off of just two preseason season games but when we get into the 82 which we're close to to me i think it dictates different now where the state of this franchise and the team is at you know those whole deals about drafting guys and not early minutes when you have the big three around when you have a veteran team it kind of made sense now since this is a youth movement first time no going into a season with no all-stars on the roster going back to the george george gervin days I just think, I don't know. I had this talk with Jonas off air yesterday. I don't know with Primo if it's a situation. I would sit there and tell you, be prepared. He's going to spend some time in Austin. It, it might not be normally what we see. Let's say what Alani went through or the guys Forbes coming up, you know, when they won the summer league with Keldon Becky and all Keldon. I think you will see Primo. I mean, I saw him a lot play at Alabama. You know, I, you know I'm not – I wasn't going to sit here and be as high on him as I was, let's say, uh, you know, my man Murray coming out of Washington when he came out, DeJounte. But I will tell you that I – because a lot of it maybe had to do because it was guard, and I think we just guard fatigue. Like I've said before, Pop has a fetish with guards. But in regards before we get to who's playing minutes or he's not letting the young guys or Forbes and came in, I mean, keep in mind, Forbes is coming back with a title. I mean, you know, Forbes had some series there going into Milwaukee's run where he hit – I mean, he played a good part as a as a worker bee. You know, and I think that's what he comes down here. Look, man, it's it's one of these things that it's going to take patience. Uh, they're at where I wanted. I wanted LaMarcus off the team. I wanted DeMar because I figured, like, if we're going to sit there and have to sit there and really basically cover this and talk about this and they're really going to be at the bottom where we're not accustomed to, then let the young guys go. Let them go in and go. But with that, might come a lot of L's. But I'm not going to sit there and bash them and really talk about minutes right now when we're talking about preseason. We got to really get going and wait till they start the season. I mean, they took a loss against Detroit last night. They're one and one of the preseason, but we're early enough to talk uh, about that. But I'll continue to try to be the voice for you, Drew, as much as possible. But it's a responsibility <laughs> to that, man. I just can't come in here and kill on Papa's Purse. It's got to go into sense. This is what I wanted. So I want to be patient with them. But if we start sitting there, hey, man, where's Primo? Oh, man, but I, but I do understand yeah. where he's coming from yes, about Thaddeus Young. Why is Thaddeus Young getting a lot well, of minutes right now? What, is it because he's trying to learn the pop system? Well, Mr. Is Pro- it something like that? Well, Mr. Project Spurs that writes for Project Spurs, why don't you come in here and give us the PC? Yeah, please well, save PC us answer, on this Jones. one, bro. What, what's the deal with that? <laughs> My only thing on, on Thaddeus's minutes is that he didn't play in the whole first game. You okay. don't want you don't want them cold coming into the season, and so you're going to have to work them in at some point. But you're going to want to build momentum as the preseason starts to turn into the regular season, and you don't want to have to rely on an old veteran who's coming in cold without any minutes, without any run. 
this is the time that you should be playing Thaddeus Young. And you should be, after Primo's coming off of a big night in the first night with the win over the Jazz, mm. this is, okay, sit back and learn. Now, now you got to go out and run, and this is Pop being the teacher that he's always been. Okay. Where he says, okay, let me show you how to... Let me let me show you how to break down the game watching the other guys. See how DeJounte moves. See how Bryn is moving here in this because Bryn brings back with him experience from playing within the organization. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those. I would say I'd give it the first couple weeks of the season. I mean, Pop, even the days they were competing for titles and divisions and stuff, you they, the guy didn't ever know what his really rotation was going to be until we got <laughs> damn near in April and March. Like, oh, that's it. We'll roll with that. But it's kind of different times now. But what I do want to talk about that's not preseason and it counts, and it's that game in 12th man tonight. The Rams coming off a loss to go to Seattle. Uh, this is a big game, especially with L.A. coming off uh, loss. Definitely want to talk about that when we get back. Baker Mayfield is playing with a torn labrum, and I'll tell you the reason why this really sucks for Cleveland fans that you're going to have to go. Because a labrum something he's going to be playing with the rest of the season, unless they, he's going to shut it down. So I definitely want to get and into that. This is non-throwing arm for sure. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here for the Routers Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Um, All right, so tonight, man, um, you've got Seattle, um, you know, coming off of a victory they got on the road over the 49ers. Um, You know, I felt they were going to get that victory. Russell still to this day has never lost three games in a row. Uh, This is a division night game in 12th man. Rams are coming off a loss. Uh, you know, they're getting a slight edge. They're like a two-and-a-half-point favorite the last time I checked on the road. Are you telling me now it's down to two? That's Jones? what I've got here on DraftKings, yeah. You're on two. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one, man. I, I think Seattle, you know, um, Jonas had asked me, well, what am I going to have – what does Seattle have to do to get in your top ten? You were hard. And I said, well, you know, my reply to that was they've got to show me a little bit more on defense. I, I think Russell is going – regardless whether it's Lockett, you know, uh, whoever it, whoever the Metcab, whoever it might be, he's going to put them – Russell's a veteran. He's going to put them in the right position to succeed and be successful. It's the defensive side of the ball that I need to see more. The defense is what I'm still questioning to see – if they can get, you know, stops, or are they are they going to give up big plays? I mean, tonight's going to be a big test, uh, you know, for them. I think if you can go get a win, I mean, the short. I told you the hardest things to do in the National Football League, from what I've been told, from guys that play the game and cover the game, is winning a division road game in prime time. That's a double whammy, especially up there in 12 man. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm looking for to see if this Seattle's defense is making strides. They're going to have to make some plays tonight to win this game, but it would not shock me at all if Seattle covers that number and basically wins outright, even though that's hard and I, you know, Super Bowl pick. These divisions are tough. I mean, this is supposed to be probably the toughest division uh, in football. I mean, you know, it's either them, it's either you pick your side, either West Coast you're riding with, it's either the NFC or the AFC West, but definitely the <laughs> NFC with the last undefeated team standing in this division uh, is the toughest division in football. And what are you looking for, and how do you see this playing out tonight, Harge? I need Russ to cook. I need him to go out there and do his thing. You know, 
I told y'all before, and y'all get to know this as we continue this relationship. My son, DJ, is a huge Russell Wilson fan, so he breaks mm-hmm. down the game strongly. <laughs> like, he really breaks it down defensively. He's looking at what's going on, on, like you said, on the side of the ball that needs to get some stops. And one of the things for me, Calvin, like you said, this is our, our Super Bowl pick to click, to mm-hmm. go to the, to the Super Bowl as the Rams. Mm-hmm. But when I watch this team last week, they didn't seem like they were in sync. They just didn't seem like themselves. And mm. that's where I'm kind of really trying to figure out. Like, Kyler Murray last week, I, I'm not going to say gave you a blueprint, but he was mobile. Mm. And that's the same thing with Russ. If Russ can get outside the pocket, make get away from Aaron Donald where he's not rushing up the middle and make him have to run the entire game. And this is the other thing. can Jay, Who is Jalen Ramsey going to take away? Who is the big play player that Russ is going to be able to try to find to get the ball. This is going to, to be, be a tough. I think that would have to be DJ Metcalf. I mean, he, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, no disrespect to Lockett. I mean, a lot of Lockett's plays, in my opinion, and his touchdown catches come down off of broken down plays or him yep. getting behind the secondary. Um, I'm not big on Lockett's route running, but I think Metcalf, without a doubt, besides them – trying to get the running game going, whether it's running by committee or not, running back by committee or not, Metcalf is probably the central focal part of what they do. And the reason why sometimes, you know, Lockett can get behind the secondary. So tonight is just one of those, you know, it's either, you know, Seattle's trying to gain momentum. That would be huge. I mean, for two straight division wins, um, you know, going from San Fran and then going to the Rams. And, you know, it would be, I think if the Rams go in, Tonight and they lose. I think the masses really won't talk about. Hey, it's a short week. They come. It would be like, hold on, two in a row. Did we overrate this ranch team? What's McVay's going on? McVay's been talking about. Man, they, I can't believe we got a quick turnaround. Oh my god, yeah, what, well, this is not fair. Well, McVay, I would tell you that ain't what people are gonna be talking about. You lose, we right. gonna be like, hold on, man, are they really real? Are they figured out what you and staff are doing? And on the Rams side, Harge, I really think you know for. Uh, you know, my man, uh, Ken Norton, which I think is still the defensive coordinator for Seattle. It's really all about Cooper Cup. I mean, everybody knows it's coming. Everybody yeah. knows he's a, he's getting looks and targets, at least a, a 10 a game minimum. Uh, it, but it's like, how do you stop it? Like, how do you how do you take that away uh, from McVay and, you know, Stafford or what they want to do? And then basically make because if I'm playing the Rams, you got to go ahead and beat me running the football. Like right. I like you know I'm dropping back I'm you know whether need we need help depending on my personnel if I got somebody that I think that can hang with Cooper one on one on the island or I've got to give this guy some help and cover him but I I you know that's what I feel like is the key on the other side for Seattle and to see if they can see if they can uh, if they can handle it you know because right. I knew their defense was going to be subject of talk coming into the season and that's why I didn't really have them I think I had them finishing third or last in this division. Uh, but we'll see. But if that, that they'll definitely be on the path to prove me wrong if they can pick up two straight division wins in that one. Seven three six nine seven six, and that's the key to tight divisions. Uh, can you protect the home one? Like yep. you got to protect your home in the division. Like if you're gonna lose, do it on the road. Don't do it at home if you're gonna be a <laughs> serious contender in the division. So we'll see how tonight plays out for them. Other football news, like I said, we're going to get to a lot of games this weekend. Matchup. I told you there's two statement games this weekend. Uh, one, I believe, is Cleveland and the L.A. Chargers, and the other one um, is um, Kansas City and Buffalo. And I think in Cleveland and Chargers, the news coming out today, we talked about it going to the break, about Baker playing with a torn labrum. Look, even though this is not his throwing shoulder, right, 
No, this, it's non Okay, show. and this comes from him trying to be a hero with his teammates. Say, I know I threw an interception, but I'm gonna try to tackle him. That's from this. This is from this injury, right? From the one where okay, yep. they ran in the 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 the, the, uh, the locker room. They shot him up with something, you know. In regards to that, so my this is my thing with this. There was already Jonas keeps me intact. There's already rumblings in that region about well, you know, keep in mind Baker's the next one up for a big contract in a bag. Okay, he's gonna play with this the rest of the season. So if they don't shut him down at some point for a couple of, a couple of weeks, because first of all, Case Keenum is the back of a Case Keenum. I mean, if, if he ain't <laughs> he's got, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he'll get yeah, you a little bit. He'll yeah, get you a couple. And I and I like him more with um, you know, I like him more with Gary Kubiak, but Gary Kubiak ain't walking through the door. You know, he's up there in Minnesota, <laughs> so I, I know firsthand. So I'm not talking. I'm not. Talk, but if they don't sit him down, Baker, he plays the rest. of My point is. It clouds it to give him a pass. Like, well, you know, we we might give him this money. If the Browns stumble or if he's playing injured, like, well, you can't really say Baker's not the guy because he's got that shoulder. I see you shaking your head, Johnny, but that's the reality of I feel that is going to be covered. I mean, he's going to be dealing with this. That's the IMO, thing. baby. IMO. In mm. my opinion, there. Jones. Yeah, in, in my opinion, man. That's all I'm, <laughs> I, uh, all I'm I, saying. I got y'all. I got you. Because know? the, the Baker apologists will be running to that. They say, hey, man, he just played. Give him some credit. He played with a labrum. He could have been out. Because trust me, if he plays this week, it's about like, hey, Case Keenum, we got to get some. We want to get some things. This is the charges coming in. We got to send a statement. 736 976. You listen to the sports crime. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. We have been broadcasting for the Rounders Car Club Studios, and this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. Don't forget to go to your local liquor store where you can try out their new ready-to-alcohol-made drinks. They come in all different flavors, you know, from bourbon to margarita to michelada, you know. that is, Or you can just add your favorite alcohol as well. That's Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so spoiler alert, as we got it here on the TV, the Astros uh, struck blood first, drawn blood, I should say, uh, 1-0 over the Sox as we go into the third inning. Um, but real quick, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, tomorrow we'll get the foundation picks. Harge is coming off of his picks. It's off of 5 and, or 4 and 4-1 weekend. Um, I'm 4-2. and two. Um, Like I said, if you haven't listened to the show when we've done this, make sure you tune in if you partake in those things. Normally, you've got to go search and maybe basically run a, car, a card for this type of information. But I say, hey, let me change the game. Let me just get it sponsored and make the money the, before I give my skills out of my talents. So I've got to tell you, it's going to be some interesting ones. I don't know how many is going to be on that card, but we'll definitely yeah. get into that. Matchups tomorrow. Like I said, we definitely got to look at some more college matchup. NFL, we'll get more of those games as well yeah. also. We got to peep out UTSA, man. The, UTSA. The, the road runners doing their thing. Yes. So Who they, they got coming this off week? Home. They're going on the road. They got a tough one this week, don't they? Western Kentucky with that air raid offense, and, and it's going to be a big test for the uh, for the secondary there. The defense has been fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, this for season. sure. Uh, I mean, for sure. You had two shutouts already. They were chasing a third early on as well. Uh, lost that. I think it was Middle Tennessee came in, and you, and you missed that opportunity. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a big test for them. They're, they're not eating the cheese this week. That's for sure. They know what they're, they're up against. <laughs> now, is Western Kentucky, were they one of the favorites to win Conference USA, one of the teams that was picked by some of the riders to win? 
favorite to win, or are they just they're they're a high flying offense. I pay a lot yeah. of attention. You know, I like looking at those numbers too. Yeah. And, and this is going to be one of those games where you're like, mm, they're going to be tested for sure. Hmm. Those roadrunners are definitely going to be tested this week. Okay, and definitely. There won't be no 21-point favorites, I promise you that. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And also, we're supposed to be joined by somebody tomorrow. Quan Cosby. Okay, okay. Former Longhorn, played in this Red River shootout game and delivered a, a, a blow on the goal line to uh, Lindy Holmes back when you could do crackback blocks. Hmm. And he flipped him, and he says he'll tell you the story, but uh, hmm. it'll be one of those things where you like, Oof. right, yeah. right, yeah, we bring them all out for this big win, yeah. So don't no. tell me this ain't, don't tell me this ain't an important one for Sark. Don't tell me this ain't <laughs> like, man, if you don't get him, man, get him now, be some momentum, take less pressure off. You got to see him again with the whole enchilada on the table, you yeah. know, in the Big Twelve Championship, you know. But Chip, did, you know, one thing Chip did say when we had him on that, he, he brought up a good point because I think. West Virginia's defense and their red zone defense is pretty le- I mean pretty legit. I mean yep. that's you know it's again, you know especially in Morgantown get them up there to tough but I just feel, you know, I'm going to give um you know old Gundy the side show down there uh, and Boom Pickens. I'm going to give him a little bit more. I got to see a little bit more but they R. keep R. taking Boone up Pickens. yeah, they keep kicking up them W's uh but again if Texas you know, if they keep improving and again if Lincoln's this guy we talk eventually you would think this offense is going to click. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. So we definitely got a lot of uh, football on the rise in Dallas. Uh, we didn't really talk about, but Jalen Smith found a home. He's with the Green Bay Packers. He's going to yep. see how that goes. One year deal. One year deal. We got Dallas, and I'm gonna tell you this. You know, this is one of those division games. Giants coming in. I know Dallas riding high. Anybody stopping this offense? Daniel Jones might have got some confidence in the Superdome last week. We'll have to see how that goes. But we'll get into it all tomorrow, man. Special thanks for the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, Mr. Mike Harge, Mr. Sandspin, the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Corpus, Laredo, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, hit the snooze button. Before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow. you've never played a game that's so much fun it's impossible to put down, then you've never played Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the best match three style mobile puzzle game out there. It's basically an action-packed adventure and a brain-boosting puzzle game all rolled into one. Most of the match three games on the market are just the same old format with different colors and maybe cookies instead of candies. But Best Fiends is different. You play through an actual storyline, complete with adorable, collectible characters called fiends. As you get further along in the game, you'll watch your fiends grow from wee baby versions of themselves into full-grown characters. The more you play, the more powerful and helpful your fiends become. So if you're tired of crushing the same old candy, give Best Fiends a try. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. Play Best Fiends.